Uh, do you think it's harder to play in quartet than in solo? Well, you have to... Um, well, it, it, it really depends in in which aspects you you uh, start to, to to compare those those things because um, in a way you know it's very funny if I come if I come to the rehearsal of the string quartet like every single time you know even I do even I before I start my first note I hear one million comments oh you know you know your your output is too 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 short or you breathe too fast or you know you put the bow in the in the wrong place of the of the bow and so so it's so many details it's so much um it's so much um precision that is that is needed to 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 work on peace and therefore I always think oh Please give me, you know, give me a break, and I'm just looking forward to the moment when I come to the orchestra rehearsal. And then the only question, with I will probably I'll get is, uh, do you want to have more ritornuto here, or you know, a little bit less, or more balance there? And then nobody really cares about my own playing <laughs> if I put the bow here or there. But then if I'm playing as a soloist, then I always, you know, I'm I'm standing there in, at the rehearsal. And you know, with this eye, like, okay, guys, why you don't want anything from me? Why you don't you don't say why you oboe player there? Why you don't say that you know my my theme was in in the wrong color? Like my color didn't match your color of your instrument. Why you why you people you don't you know you don't ask me for for certain things? And I'm like, okay, I have to I have to go back to my chamber music group. Like, I have to go back to my string quartet because I I know they care. I know. They they will always ask me to do something, always change something, always uh, motivate me, always, you know, uh, put me on even the level which I'm, it's hard to achieve at the moment. But then I will have to kind of jump over myself to fulfill somebody's uh, requirement. Let's let's put it this way. Yeah, and so. As you see, it's I don't know what's what's most more difficult. It it really depends on the aspects. Of course, technically, um, I would say that maybe violin concertos needs needs a little better virtuosic techniques. But on the other hand, actually, if you take any of the late string uh, string quartets by Beethoven. I mean, the Tchaikovsky concerto turns out to be a peanut because there's just nothing to play. A few scales, few double stops. And then in Beethoven, you have all this kind of complicated technical, uh, crazy, crazy chords or uh, um, pa passages. So I, I, I can't really I can't really say what's more difficult. And and it actually depends what you're searching for, because if you, def if you want to, you know, leave you in peace and you don't want to discuss anything with anybody <clears throat> in comparing to playing in a string quartet, then better go for the solo career because pr most probably uh, you won't be asked too many questions. <laughs> but if you really want to dig into the music and question yourself all the time and, and search for, for something which is, almost on the border of being discovered and you don't really you don't mind people telling you that you play bad wrong out of tune and this is out of uh, style and you have no idea about anything <laughs> and, and then <laughs> you still think mm, 
I don't think it's true. <laughs> I know something. <laughs> and and then you challenge yourself to prove that you actually can do and you can um, um, uh, work with your uh, with other musicians. Then definitely playing a chamber music is much more exciting process. And the best thing is that I would I would say we don't need to really divide or um, uh, put in ourselves in different groups. Like which uh, the most I hate is like uh, orchestra musicians, chamber players, and the soloists. Like okay, it requires as I said, it's a different profession. But like being a doctor that actually you know makes a heart surgery doesn't mean that he doesn't know anything about your lungs or about your your um breathing uh, system i mean he is a doctor so he um, of course maybe he will not be able to make a brain operation yeah but he still knows so much about medicine and he can help you in the many many different ways so same with musicians i mean you can be a good musician you can be a bad musician but if you're a good musician you can be good in any in any aspects you actually you dream about because that's that's the most important you have to answer yourself a question what do you want to do once you know what you want you'll master this hmm. have you ever wanted to play in the orchestra yes i had i had few amazing experiences uh, many times i've worked with uh, with seiji ozawa since since i was a very young uh, player i was 19 he invited me for a tour to Japan and China, five weeks of tour. I was 19, I had never played in an orchestra except of my school orchestra, which, well, is a different, little bit different level of an orchestra. And then I auditioned for whatever, something else. But he said that he actually needs concertmaster for this tour and that will be the best, uh, the best one that he just heard in the last weeks. So I was like, okay, oh, you must be crazy. Because I have no experience, I've <laughs> never been to Asia, I, I've just graduated from, from a high school, I don't even know if I can deal with myself being five weeks away from home. So, and then he said, no, 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 you know, take it easy. Like, uh, that was, I guess, in March, and the tour started in September. And then he was like, okay, see you in September. <laughs> so, I was terrified, I was terrified, but I had the fastest uh, learning course of how to play in the orchestra <laughs> and still I thought I came prepared but for the first rehearsal I was I was so scared I was so nervous I almost missed all the entrances <laughs> and I had really literally no 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 experience of playing in the orchestra but they they did the great thing they put next to me a concert master of a new Japan Philharmonic and he was literally teaching me how to how to be a concert master, how to how to behave, how to show things, how to react, and and he was just giving me so many great tips and advices. So after I guess one or two, maybe two weeks, I was much more secure, and it it made so much fun. I mean, it was probably one of the best times of my life playing like touring with the orchestra and playing as a concertmaster and then a year later so that was 2005 I was 20 they reinvited me but for for another project with Ricardo Muti I I was a leader of a second violin and we played uh, Verdi's Requiem in a few concerts in in Tokyo and I think one in Kyoto <clears throat> so another because it, that was a recommendation of Seiji Ozawa <laughs> uh, to to have to go and have experience in playing in an orchestra and then after I came back 
I was so incredibly pumped by this experience. So I I came to my to my professor and I told him, you know, I have to audition for Berlin Philharmonic because I've, I've lived in Hanover. So Berlin was really like an hour and a half by train. And there was an open audition for Berlin, Berlin Philharmonic. I was 20. And my teacher was like, oh, okay, you know, wait, wait still, you know, there will be another time. You have to still study. I'm like, no, no, no. I have to really playing in an orchestra is completely my thing. So we postponed the audition. And then the the next year, the Vinyavsky competition happened. And, and all my plans had to be a little bit modi- modified. But the love of, you know, of playing in an orchestra, maybe just because I had probably the best experience one could have in playing in an orchestra. So if I would go, you know, aim for New York Philharmonic or Berliner Philharmonic or Bayerischer Rundfunk or any of those great, great ensembles, I'll be probably the, the very, very happy person. Right. Talking about uh, Vinyavsky competition, I I was uh, writing bachelor thesis when I was finishing my studies at the Turku Music Academy about actually how to prepare yourself to the competition. Maybe you could can give advices, some practical advices and tips. What do you think? How to prepare yourself? Well, I think the most important is to really understand where you are going, why you are going, and what what do you expect? Because uh, if you give wrong answers to, to those questions, then what happens is the pressure. And this is something what, what uh, usually is very disturbing on every single level of your performance. So you can be a beginner and have this incredible pl- pr- pressure and have a very bad performance because you just didn't really prepare uh, yourself to where you go and what you are going to do. You can be really the most talented uh, person. You can be the favorite of, I don't know, of the audience, of the jury, and really the one that is supposed to win the first prize. And, you know, being a great player, but still, this, if you let this pressure to go into your brain, then you probably end up being very, very nervous and very, how to say, like in the wrong time, wrong place, wrong people, wrong repertory, like everything will be wrong, <laughs> even if you try to do your best. <laughs> so, so I always, um, teach my students that if they decide to go to competitions, which I'm not a big fan of competitions, to be very, very honest, but we always discuss these aspects. Why do they want to go? Um, what they expect from the competition? And, you know, what is the purpose of, of, of being there? And if, you know, it depends on, on really on people. If, if I can, if I hear the answer, okay, because I want to win. It doesn't necessarily mean mean that this is a wrong answer. Maybe somebody really wants to win this competition, and this this motivates him to 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 practice, to really give the best, prepare in the highest possible level. It doesn't have to be a wrong thing to go to competition just to win the competition. Yeah, you only just need to be ready. Okay, what is going to happen if you get second prize or if you you know finish your performance after a second round? So if somebody is ready to you know to take the decision of the jury no matter what, 
go and win this competition if you want. <laughs> but but of course you you have to be ready on different levels. So choosing the repertory is is of course one of the crucial moments. So for me the best um, combination is a repertory which is mixed from from pieces that you've been playing for a long time which you feel very secure about and you, you're just very very sure of your performance with something completely new completely fresh we, we've you just learned that and it's a still in the process of being discovered so that that gives a freshness that that gives this kind of um attention to what you still practice and uh keeps you away from going into a very dangerous routine of practicing all over the same things in the same ways and playing in the same um with the same music, for example, musical ideas, which of course are great, but how many times you can really be inspired by playing, I don't know, Tchaikovsky concerto 20 or 30 times in one month? You can't, you just can't. At at certain point, your your performance is going to be a mechanical one. And this is just normal. You just need to accept that. So so if you see the repertoires of, of great artists, they also usually base their season repertory on pieces that they've been playing for years uh, and mm-hmm. and combine them with some two or three concertos which are new or have been they haven't been playing for last years so they you know they keep the freshness so this is definitely um, a very important part you need to uh, plan your time so I would say to prepare to a very big competition which has three four rounds you need at least four to six months in advance just you know to to have the opportunity to uh play for people to record yourself to practice to master certain things to have time to repeat repertory which you've you've known for a long time to learn new repertory i think four to six months would be absolutely enough time can be faster if you work fast. Of course, you can do the same thing in two months and can be much longer. You can also prepare for one year. But I wouldn't spend more time for this because, you know, life is short and it's just a competition. And um, there are much more important things in life than just only a competition. So I wouldn't say spend your life preparing to one or five or 10 of those, because that's, that's simply a waste of time. Um, you need to also be, um, prepared, uh, prepare your body. So to, to be in a good shape, as simple as that. And also that, that works very different for everybody because for example, me as a very, uh, as a small person with small muscles, probably I don't need that much, of time because I they like day on my daily basis I kind of keep myself in shape so so probably few few weeks before the competition if I increase the the in- intensity of my of my daily practice that would be much like absolutely enough but if somebody is absolutely out of shape <laughs> I mean they should also at least take half a year 
to put your body in the right in the right uh, modus because the competition is physically very very tiring. You have a lot of rehearsals. You have a lot of stress that you've been you will be under uh, if you want or if you don't want. You will have a lot of tension in your in your muscles. So you need to prepare as sport sport uh, people prepare to the Olympic Games. It's also they 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 don't train for the last three weeks. They plan yeah. their their season way in advance. And then um you need to take care of your of your um how to say uh, environment. Uh I, I would I would say also at home so that you have you know good food, you have rest, you have uh enough of sleep and then environment in terms of uh people around you. So uh, nobody wants to have somebody t- telling uh you know if you don't win this competition then I will be very disappointed uh, or if you don't pass to the second round I will kick you out of my studio. Yeah? Or or um some kind of unnecessary pressure which sometimes comes from teachers or or parents or some close friends like you you don't really need that. So you need to surround yourself with people that believe in you which will be always there for you and also you need to know that you will have some crisis on the way i mean you you can't go you know only with a smile on your face in this preparation process this is not possible and you'll have your bad days your crisis and sometimes the crisis can be as as hard as um resigning from the from the taking part so you need to have somebody next to you telling you okay no, hold on, hold on. Take it, take it slow. Don't practice today. Don't don't practice tomorrow. Go to the cinema or go, you know, watch some good series on Netflix. Give yourself three days off, but then come back. We need you. You're great. You're really. This is this competition is really important for you. So don't give up so easily. And and this is so important to have those people around you also during the competition. That after or before you perform. There is somebody you could talk to and and just open up even if you're afraid or you're if you're not sure if you didn't sleep well or if you didn't eat well because the, the restaurant was just bad choice, <laughs> which sometimes happens. Somebody will, you know, will 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 come with a cup of tea and tell you, okay, you know, just calm down, everything will be fine. Yes. About physical conditions and the pressure, I think it's very important and it's not uh, not really talking a lot uh, because, for example, I know from my own experience, uh, and also I I had mostly you know this kind of Soviet school where is a lot of pressure when you are preparing for competition. Yeah, and I got uh, injuries that I could not participate. Just I was preparing so hard that I could not participate. And I know many people who had same problems. Uh, what do you think? What what you can advise them? <laughs> Well, as, as as I said, you you need to know your needs. So people are very very different. I know that some people can take pressure really well, and they can actually work really great under pressure. So on the other on the other hand, why not? If you if that works for you, go for it. But but if you know that that in a way, it's not that you're weak, but your reaction to stress or your reaction to pressure doesn't doesn't work for you it's nothing wrong it's absolutely nothing nothing of a less 
of a less like lower value absolutely not so um the faster you you know about your needs the better you will you will design your life or you will plan your life in order to those needs to be um to be fulfilled i mean if you are injured this is obviously too late that means that on the way you didn't see some danger which came or i mean not to be not that brutal that you didn't see the danger you were not warned i mean there there should be some people who should warn you okay this is something what you're doing wrong you practice 10 hours no break i mean this this will work for one day or for two days but if you do it uh, if you continue it for another 10 days you probably end up have the, having tendinitis or or some muscle like soreness and this is very dangerous and and um will not make your playing better that's the worst the worst part or on the on the other hand okay why do you practice uh, so long on like let's say 10 hours a day M- most probably because you didn't practice before and now you're late so you have to catch up with, with your work so this is another another uh, problem this is another danger another a failure i would say even it's a failure of planning your your preparation so of course Years ago, um, nobody, I agree with you, nobody was, was talking about that a lot. And um, also nobody, if some, in other words, I'll, I'll put it in other words, if somebody experienced this kind of um, 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 bad moment in life, it was kept as a secret. So you, you were not allowed to say it, to say it loud, yeah, loudly to, to admit to other people, oh, I was injured. Oh, I, you know, I had, a, I, I couldn't practice for two weeks because my hand was completely out of, out of, out of order. So that would mean that you're weak, you're stupid. You do, I don't know, crazy, crazy attitude people had. These days, it's a little bit better. Um, a lot of people speak about that. We all have, we all increase our awareness of how important that that, that is. But if you, unfortunately, you know, came to a point where you were injured, you have to, you have to really ask yourself a question, okay, how it happened? What did I do? wrong what what did i not see where was the problem was the problem in me or was the problem in my teacher was was it because of my teacher because he pushed too much or she pushed too much and i wasn't able to 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 meet the expectations so if that was the teacher change the teacher as simple as that you don't want a teacher which makes you feel uh, not able to play the instrument <laughs> and and so on so on it's 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 a sad word word that that functioned years ago thanks god it's changing it's changing but we still have to speak about that a lot a lot and very loud yeah because sometimes um, teacher and not just teacher thinking if if you can't practice like you said 10 hours a day then you're weak you're not able to prepare for competition you know yeah but you know that's that's a very um that's a wrong a- attitude because because uh, nobody who really who really achieved any top um, level of whatever uh, 
just I'm not speaking only about musicians or sport sports people or or economists like anything in a science in in um in uh let's you know let's as as simple as that uh, Elon Musk yeah and the SpaceX Tesla all these kind of things i mean if you if you would read read a book or or listen to to the interviews or bill gates or warren buffett or all this kind of thing like really great great brains they will all tell you same things that at this at the at the one point of their life they realize that they just can't go on and do this only one thing all the time for long hours because their brain is getting smaller they are they're silly seeing less things they they limit their their horizons and they, they they just can't achieve anything creative and at some point of their life they they've decided okay they 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 have have to change their life they have to spend much more time on things like meditation uh physical activity um reading books um exer- like exercising um yourself and exercising also your your body together with your with your brain i don't know yoga uh seeing friends and and have a complete life as a human being rather than just spending um, many hours in the in the office to to achieve something which is never going to be, to be achieved because brain like human's brain does not work this way and a lot of teachers a lot of professors they 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 simply don't understand that they they only they finish their education on the level at the level that if you want to achieve something in your life you have to work hard at some point, yes, you have to work hard, but this is only a part of being successful. So if if you really want to be successful in your life, go find the books, find books and read about people, different people from different um, branches, different uh, uh, careers, how they really how they achieved success and what they did in their life, what kind of change of their life uh let lead him lead them to to being so successful and then try and then trying to to see the um uh same points in you know economics and music try to adapt those solutions to your own life but definitely the solution to practice until you're dead is not the definitely it's not the successful one thank you for listening to the second part of our interview with Agata Szymczewska. Continue to listen to the last part of our interview in the next episode.